Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 63 of this freezing cold podcast that houses the very cold lasagna that is also spicy as hell. So today, we got a good show for you all. We're going to be talking about my San Francisco 49ers and their Week 10 game against the LA Rams that, well, a lot of people didn't expect to happen (laughs) in the way that it did. We're going to be going over the game, my winners and losers of that game um, for the 49ers, and my takeaways from that Week 10 game against the Rams. And when we're done talking about uh, this Rams game, we're going to be previewing um, this game for the 49ers in Week 11. I guess the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Niners now go on the road um, with two home games all said and done. The Niners are going to go on the road um, to face a Jaguars team in the land of all elite wrestling. That is right. Um, Man, I was so, so wrong uh, about that game, <laughs> this Week 10 game. And you know what? I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Um, man. That was something. That was really, really something to behold. And I'm going to say it right now. You can go ahead, put all the clown makeup on my face. Um, you know, get a screen cap of me talking in front of this box and put all the clown makeup on Photoshop or whatever editing uh, platform, whatever editing app you want to use. Put it all on me or use that um, uh, Mr. Rogers GIF. Um, on all the social media of me saying that this is going to be a massacre guaranteed by the LA Rams on the 49ers in this Monday night matchup. And boy, was I wrong about this. Totally. Totally. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I got to say, uh, for all the the secondary issues the 49ers have, for all the defensive woes that they've had all season, you know, for all the... Um, micromanaging that Kyle Shanahan does on the offensive side, um, you know, they had a big, big game like on Monday night against the Rams, and they showed out. They really, really showed out. Um, it was a good game for them. Obviously, we're gonna be going over the, the game in detail um, in just a matter of moments. Uh, before we do, uh, I just want to give a, give a quick shout out to the social media. Yeah, that's right. So make sure you're listening to uh, the podcast, however you can. Uh, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and Google Podcasts. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and turn on the notification bell. And then follow the show um, on the audio side. Make sure you're following that as well. And go ahead, give a follow, give a like, however you can, um, on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Very Cold Lasagna. Let's talk about the 49ers um, in their Monday night matchup against the LA Rams. So, oh man. <laughs> That game, that game, oh, oh man. I Like I said, I was totally wrong about this game. But, um, you know, going into this game, um, the Niners were coming off an ass-kicking by a Cardinals team that was missing Kyler Murray, that was missing DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green. Um, but yet, they allowed James Conner, their backup running back, um, to have a near 200-yard game. And this was the same Cardinals team that a week later, uh, this past week, uh, they got their own asses kicked by a Panthers team that just signed Cam Newton. Yes, their former MVP Cam Newton, like a washed Cam Newton somewhat, 
um, yeah, that Panthers team pretty much kicked the same um, Cardinals asses um, this week. Meanwhile, the LA Rams were coming to town and, you know, they weren't so hot. They came off their own blowout loss at home um, in the Sunday night game from week nine against the Titans. And this Titans team didn't have Derrick Henry and they also weren't really doing um, that well on offense um, without him. But still, it was the defense that uh, showed up for the Titans in Sunday night. And they made Matthew Stafford look like his old lion self. He was rattled into making mistakes all game long. He threw a costly pick six. Um, and I think it was in the second or third quarter. And that pretty much put the game out of reach for the Rams. So in short, both teams were in need of a big, big bounce back going to Monday night. But especially for the 49ers because going to this game, they lost... Uh, their last four or five games. Um, the only good, the only game that they uh, won was against, you know, the Bears, because uh, the Bears were playing their typical Bears football uh, towards the end of that game, and you know that game was pretty much a fluky win for the 49ers um, by the time they got their ass kicked by the Cardinals. So in short, um, they were in need. Both of them were in need of a big bounce back going to Monday night, but as we know. Um, with this Rams team, um, they were pretty talented. Um, they were pretty talented up front um, with, you know, Matthew Stafford having a receiving core of Cooper Cup. You know, he's a one of the top receivers in the NFL. And then they just recently added Odell Beckham Jr., uh, who was released by the Browns after the Browns couldn't trade him um, at the deadline. And then prior to um, the Friday before the game, um, they also had Robert Woods, and then they had also had like a another receiver named Van Jefferson um, in the in the receiving game, and they also had Tyler Higby, the tight end. So they were pretty stacked on offense. And then on the defensive side, while the ses- secondary was kind of suspect behind Jalen Ramsey, uh, you still had um, some quality talent uh, on the defensive line with Aaron Donald, and they also added Von Miller. Um, the, the linebacker, the former Super Bowl MVP for the Denver Broncos um, to what was pretty much a Rams team that was that really wanted to go all out to win the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, the Rams team, this this team took a kind of like a huge blow um, the Friday um, before this game because they lost Robert Woods for the season uh, to a torn ACL um, during practice. They, the reports were saying that, you know, he was practicing. He he hurt his knee, and then he was able to practice, um, despite the 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 knee injury. And then it turned out to be a torn ACL. So it was a really big blow to um, this Rams offense. And um, you knew right then and there they had to start OBJ right away, um, despite you know him coming to town um, literally the weekend before the game, and he only had like what two two practices in to learn the offense and. Um, this was going to be an interesting game. And, you know, um, I still thought that it was going to be a massacre. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this was literally what I said. This is going to be very, very long and painful and downright ugly for the red and gold. Are you ready for a Monday night? Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. You know, like SmackDown. Are you ready for a massacre? Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready? 
Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready for the Rams to whoop on that candy red and gold ass? You know, thankfully, thankfully, um, I have work during uh, this Niners game on Monday. Um, so I don't get home till at least the second half. So if the Niners are getting their ass whooped, um, I'm, I'm probably uh, certain that I didn't miss much. Um, but you know, like I said, anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, we've seen crazier things in week nine already, and we've already certainly seen a crazy result with, um, the Dolphins, uh, pretty much shutting down Lamar Jackson on Thursday night. So again, we, anything can happen, but, uh, I'm not getting my hopes up with, uh, this game. This group is very talented and it's clear that they're going all in to host that Super Bowl in their home stadium in LA, that fancy SoFi. Um... Matthew Stafford's a very good quarterback, um, and he's very much like I guess he was kind of that that missing piece um, that the Rams needed on offense that Jared Goff just wasn't providing. Um, again, like we saw on Sunday night, um, you know there's just some um, emotional attachment um, in Matthew Stafford that he brought over from the Lions. So <laughs> I guess that's something to expose for the 49ers, I guess. Um, but this offense, nonetheless, has really helped. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, he's starting to like. He, I mean, he was already a a good wide receiver, but he's become a really good wide receiver. You know, he's like he's really separated himself from the defense. He no, he runs his routes really well, and he can catch the long bomb from Matt Stafford. So he's pretty damn good. And then the supporting cast of Daryl Henderson, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and now fucking Odell Beckham Jr. Like he just signed over there after game released from the Browns like my goodness my goodness and then the offensive line um aside from Sunday night has played pretty well they protected uh, Matt Stafford you know fairly fairly well but that offense is very dangerous it is so so damn dangerous uh the defense is a also a strong suit for the Rams as well um, the secondary, it, it can still use a little tightening up outside of Jalen Ramsey. Um, but that front seven, um, it is like tough as shit is like, they got a good, they got a strong run defense. Um, and then they, they can get to the quarterback, um, pretty, pretty well. Um, Aaron Donald's having another good year. And then they just added, well, Vaughn Miller of the, De- uh, from the Denver Broncos. So they got a Super Bowl MVP, um, to come. And they got via a trade. So clearly they're going all in. So all in all, both sides have been doing their roles pretty well and has led to a balanced attack for the LA Rams. The Niners are probably not gonna win in what will probably be a massacre by the Rams. A very pissed off Rams team on Monday night. And um once they lose this game, like I mentioned time and time again, it it's time to start the rookies in Jacksonville. It's time to start Trey Lance and all those guys in Jacksonville and it's rookies all the way in for the rest of the season. So yeah, that was literally what I said. Um, Beckham or no Beckham. Um, I thought this was going to be a Monday night massacre for the LA Rams. Um, and this was even if for the 49ers, they got, um, they at least got some good news with Jimmy Ward returning to the game. Um, you know, for the 49ers active. Um, I think it was for the first time in a couple weeks. And then they also got Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, back in the game. Like he's gonna, he was gonna be actually be active for this game. So while the 49ers, um, you know, 
they you know they were gonna have like a couple of key pieces back um in this game you know i still thought you know they were gonna get their ass kicked on uh monday night against a talented Rams team looking to be well at least on paper pissed off from that titans game on sunday night but uh yeah well we're, we're gonna go straight into this game because certainly some things didn't happen that way uh so the rams got the ball to start the first quarter um to start this game off and you know matt stafford and odell beckham jr got clicking um at least on uh in the surface right away and then literally three plays later um stafford drew it deep to beckham downfield but guess who was there right away jimmy ward jimmy ward got got there intercepted the ball and i don't know why matthew stafford threw <laughs> threw this deep ball i mean the the niners could have like gave away a touchdown but the problem was oh the beckham was like nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near the ball and the rams pretty much gave away a free int and i mean good for the niners but goddamn where the fuck was matthew stafford trying to throw that ball to i mean there were there was no pressure up front the rams offensive line protected him well it was just a very very poor decision by the rams like holy shit what were you, what was he doing so the niners kicked off their um um their offense by establishing the run game early and often with debo samuel and jeff wilson jr um you, they wouldn't see elijah mitchell yet um and jimmy g you know connected with george kittle in the middle um and you know jimmy g in this game he had a little mix of you know the usual checked out throws but he also got somewhat aggressive with some uh good mid mid-range uh throws in um in between so this was a good good game for jimmy g you know carefree football uh not carefree but also mistake free football so the the offense marched down the field and jimmy g found george kittle high in the air I mean, like, a good high in the air, and at least not, like, kneecapping in the air. So, high in the air, George Kittle caught it, touchdown, early lead, 7 and nothing. So, good, this is good stuff um, early on because the Niners actually managed to take uh, a lot of time off the clock in their very first possession. Like, really, I think they had the ball for, like, almost a good 10 to 11 minutes in this game. And once the Rams got it back, literally, they only had two minutes left on the, on the clock in the first quarter. And then, when the Rams got the ball, um, the, the Niners defense made a big play. Made a big play um, towards the end of the quarter. So, with 50 seconds, uh, 56 seconds left in the quarter, um, Jimmy Ward got, notched his second interception. Yes, this was literally the first quarter. Jimmy Ward got his second interception, and it resulted in a pick six. He, he took advantage of Tyler Higby, the tight end, having butterfingers. Um, and he let the ball slip out of his hands and Jimmy Ward notched a interception, returned it for a touchdown, 14 to nothing early on. And the 49ers so far had done a really good job taking advantage of the Rams mistakes and turning them all into early points. So it was good stuff to see there. Um, you know, and I hope that the Niners would continue to at least put in that effort in, in the, in the defense, you know like consistently in the game so then we get to the second quarter uh la gets the ball back following the pick six and um you know they began to start advancing it um without any mistakes 
And this is this is where uh, the secondary started to lapse, um, as usual. I mean, they allowed Cooper Cup um, to pretty much get wide open for <laughs> much of the game, uh, much of this uh, possession. And uh, Matt Stafford uh, got to Tyler Higby when uh, the Rams got into the end zone uh, and the red zone. And um, the Rams cut the lead 14 to seven. I mean, all right, things are getting a little tight here. Um, the the Niners secondary allowed uh, uh, they pretty much allowed. The Rams to get back into to the game. I mean, it's still early, very early in the game, but okay. I mean, they, they still got some things to work out on. So the Niners get the ball back um, after the touchdown, and um, from that, from there, I mean, it was just all business for them. Um, they were back to slicing the Rams defense, um, and surprisingly, this Rams defense has been was pretty much awful. This was they were pretty much awful in this game. The Niners made them look pretty pedestrian. Um, and um, Jimmy G was back to connecting with Kittle for first down throws. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk had big catch and run gains during this drive too. Ayuk in particular, um, he he had pretty uh, like a pretty quiet yet solid night. Um, he he was running his routes well. He he got open for Jimmy G. You know he's really coming along. I still don't understand how Kyle Shanahan put him in the virtual doghouse. Um, for at least half of the season because the dude, the dude can ball. Like, I don't know why he hasn't like gotten more opportunities. And now he's in, at least now he's getting some. So that's good to see. So Debo Samuel got a handoff, um, in the red zone from Jimmy G and, um, the Niners got a touchdown they responded to the Rams and the score went back up 21 to seven. So back to a 14 point lead for them. And, once again, the Niners managed to eat up more clock, because um, by the time the Rams got the ball back, it was with three minutes left before the half. So literally, like the Niners ball controlled this game, man. They literally ball controlled. They did a good job of ball controlling. So the Rams were still able to march down the red zone, um, but the Niners did a good job of holding them to seemingly three points in the half. But hold everything, hold everything. Uh, the Rams decided to try to, you know. You know, like spooked the 49ers. They tried to go for a fake field goal pass. Um, Johnny Hecker decided uh, to, you know, fake everything. He tried He tried to throw it to someone. But there's one guy in particular that was not fooled by any of this. That was the the tackle, the defensive tackle, D, DJ Jones. He was not fooled by any of that shit. He wasn't buying the bullshit. <laughs> and he tackled uh, whoever caught it. And he made a big stop. That was some good shit right there. That was some good defensive shit that I love to see. So that was a good capper um, to the first half. And honestly, <laughs> um, I I don't saw like the 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 tidbits like. And uh, I think I I also saw like parts of it. Um, the at least in the recording I I saw when I got home. So when I when I saw like this box score, um, when I got out of work, I was like. Uh, well, holy shit. <laughs> how, how, like, how did this happen? Apparently, this was how. This was how. Literally, the Rams were making a lot of mistakes. Um, the 49ers took advantage of all of them. And they also played a lot of good ball control. They literally controlled uh, the clock. They took advantage of pretty much everything. And um, this was going to be a interesting second half for them. Like, But first half overall, they took control. They literally took control of the game early on. So how are they going to carry that over into the second half? We'll see. For both teams, neither of them um, 
was able to get any kind of advantage to start. Um, but you know, the good thing I saw um, for the 49ers um, on in this in this early portion of the game uh, on the second half was uh, the rookie safety uh, Telanoa Hufunga. He he was pretty like aggressive without committing any penalties, but he specifically um, forced a dropped pass on Daryl Henderson by bumping into him. <laughs> it was it was like, damn, why don't they play this dude more? He he's like a he's a pretty good safety. I mean, later on he like he would accidentally um, you know botch an interception attempt by I think it was like uh, K1 or I think it was Jimmy Ward again. But either way. He, this dude can play. This dude can ball if you give him more uh, opportunities. So um, later on, uh, the Niners um, once again got back into Rams territory, but they had to settle for a field goal. And oddly enough, you know, Jimmy G had his first incompletion of the night, and this was um, him just throwing it into the ground. Like he was pretty much perfect until uh, this incompletion, which he pretty much threw intentionally onto the ground. So. It was pretty much 24 to 7 and then the Rams pretty much like quickly um had to punt it again because uh in a rare instance of all season Cooper Cup dropped a very catchable ball. Um he pretty much had it in his hand but it slipped out as if he had butterfingers too. Like why did the receivers keep doing this um all season? Like it's not just the Rams or the 49ers. It's pretty much all teams. They I think I think they're eating too much Butterfinger. I think they're eating too much Reese's uh, Reese's cups or anything buttery. Like, why are you eating Butterfinger? I know it's a good candy, but come on, guys. Like, we can't be eating Butterfingers like shortly before the game begins. Like, you can't. You can't. So, um, we get a couple of punts. Uh, Rams continue to have Butterfinger problems. Uh, pretty much all third quarter. Um. And then we get to the fourth quarter. The 49ers, you know, get the ball exactly when the fourth quarter begins. And, um, you know, they seem to have a nice drive going for them, you know. But it gets stalled um, when Jeff Wilson gets bottled up on third down uh, close to, um, like, the Rams 40. But it was kind of crazy that they went for this. You know, Kyle Shanahan, instead of, you know, going for the punt or, like, trying a long field goal, like, he would like do prior to this game like he actually decided to go for it on fourth and five it, it was pretty insane you know they had the big lead um you know the rams uh, were struggling all night to like generate any positive momentum you know it would have been dicey to go for it at this stage of the game because had they failed it would have been it would have given the rams good field position to potentially make a comeback um and you know especially considering that when they did try to go for it they were gonna throw it they were gonna go. They were gonna actually throw it, but you know all the quells and the fears and the nervousness that people had were pretty much put to rest. Debo Samuel got a pass from Jimmy G, um, not just to convert the fourth down, but he pretty much sprinted past pretty much every Rams defender like around him and got a big forty-yard touchdown. Holy shit! <laughs> this dude is an animal. This dude is wild, and that pretty much salted the game away. 31 to 7 and holy hell you gotta admit uh this was not a a gutsy play call by shanahan jimmy g threw a nice ball to debo and all this beautifully paid off this was pretty good shit and then in spite of all that though the night was not over for the 49ers because uh, the defense pretty much had to close things out um 
Cooper Cup was pretty much uh, trying to get the team back in this game. Um, and K1 Williams almost sealed the deal with a butt interception. Yes, he literally caught the interception with his ass cheeks. <laughs> he literally caught it between his butt. But, unfortunately, the referees, you know, caught the 49ers red-handed once again and took them to officiating jail for the most uh, penalties that the 49ers have committed and been sent to jail for that they can't seem to be, um, you know, be prone to pass interference. Yeah, they continue to get arrested for pass interference. I mean, nice. It was a nice interception by K1, but God damn it. He, he just, he sadly tripped uh, Cooper Cup during that catch. But anyway, um, once the Rams got into the red zone again, once they got to the goal line, um, the, the defense got a really nice uh, stop. Um, a good four down stop. Nick Boza got a nice sack on Matt Stafford. Uh, the defense bottled up Cooper Cup, and uh, Matt Stafford pretty much ruined the, the team's chances of trying to get a touchdown because he. He was made a stupid decision to throw it well past the line of scrimmage. He pretty much threw it when he was already past the line. And uh, on fourth and goal, he just threw it away. So the Niners don't, didn't really do anything noteworthy um, after this. Um, but when the Rams had to play hurry up offense, uh, you know, to try to make the box score look somewhat respectable, um, Nick Boza, when the Rams were back in uh, field goal territory and the goal line, Nick Bosa got a big sack once again, and he got it. It was so big, like Nick Bosa's sack was so big, the Rams just settled for three. Ten points, ten mere points. And that was pretty much the game. That was pretty much all she wrote from there. So, holy hell, holy hell, 31 to 10. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I'm like 50-50 on this game. Like this. Well, this was. I, I think this was a good game by the 49ers. This was like the wake-up call that they absolutely needed. But at the same time, this is probably gonna be like uh, for for like the fans. Like, oh yes, playoffs. We're back in the race. We're back in the hunt. Oh yes, Kyle Shanahan is our savior and hero. But oh man, I am so conflicted. But at the same time, I feel like an asshole. <laughs> I feel like a clown. I mean, is there really any reason to celebrate this win other than the fact that we continue to sweep the Rams each and every year? We continue to kick the Rams' asses every year. So, I guess it's a mix of a couple things. Either Kyle Shanahan really um, has Sean McVay's number, or the 49ers play harder when it comes to facing the Rams, or the Cardinals' uh, shit game was the wake-up call for this 49ers team. Or maybe it's a mix of all of them. I don't know. But what I do know is that the Niners came out and played well-balanced, well-played football for a good majority of this game. You know, Jimmy G had himself a pretty good game. You know, he didn't throw much, but he took care of the football, didn't make any boneheaded throws. Um, Shanahan also utilized the ground game a lot. And even though I don't necessarily agree with that, but it was a good game plan for the most part. And it worked um, for what for what the, what the this game uh, asked for. Um and in, as a result, it resulted in, in fewer possessions, but also it gave the Rams less opportunities to try to get back into this game. Uh, as for the 49ers defense, this is probably their best uh, performance of the season by far. Uh, the secondary still gave up a couple of big plays um, in like during during these um, like mid middle portions of the Rams possessions, but 
they made the plays when it mattered most. Um, especially during the goal line stands, the fake fuel goals, Jimmy Ward's two interceptions. So all in all, this is the performance they absolutely needed. And, you know, this is the way that should have been playing um, for most of this year. So this is a very good game um, for the 49ers. Um, and, yes, you can absolutely clown me for it. You can absolutely roast me for predicting a Monday Night Massacre um, against the 49ers um, on this one. So go ahead. Go ahead and do it. So let's talk some winners and losers for this game for the 49ers. Uh, winners, the defense. You know, I guess D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator, heard me last week that, you know, if the Niners wanted to beat the Rams, you know, the so-called impossible <laughs> upset, that's no longer impossible. I guess he heard my cries last week that he needs to have a good-ass game plan for his uh, shitty secondary to shut down this Rams offense. They certainly did that on Monday. You know, Jamie Ward came back with a bang. Two interceptions, one for a pick six. And uh, the, the secondary, they, you know, still give up some chunk plays. They stopped the Rams when it mattered most. And then Nick Boza also got two critical sacks on the Rams' uh, goal line stinks. So this was a pretty good defensive effort uh, to put the Rams out of sorts and, you know, out of reach. And Debo Samuel, this dude uh, continues to rise as one of the top receivers in the NFL. And Monday was no different. You know, he continues to slice and dice past defenders. And, uh, you know, Jimmy G still throws uh, short to mid-range throws. Uh, but, you know, Debo turns it into big chunk plays that that defenders have a hard time uh, stopping. And, you know, this was good shit. This was really good shit from Debo Samuel. Um, and this dude's going to be special, especially when it's time for Trey Lance to start probably next season. And, you know, at least for this week, again, um, Kyle Shanahan, you know, I got to give him a little bit of credit um, because of the way he game planned um, against the Rams. You know, he controlled the clock pretty well um, with the running and passing attack that was pretty well balanced. Um, it may not necessarily work against other teams, even against the lower quality competition they're going to be facing the rest of the way. But, you know, for this game, he his plan, he, he, he executed it pretty well. You know, he, he ran the ball down the Rams' throats and, you know, he controlled the clock. Um, and, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, pretty much kept the the Rams' comeback chances out of reach. So, you know, you got to give Shannon a little bit of credit for his game plan here. And, and he's at least a winner for this week. And now for the losers. I don't have that many um, because the Niners did pretty well in this game. Um, I do have to mention that Elijah Mitchell is not like a big, big loser. But, you know, it's kind of a little like somewhat concerning one. Like, he didn't do anything bad, per se, but, you know, I think it's somewhat a little, like, a tad tiny bit concerning about his usage down the stretch. Um, Jeff Wilson is back, and not only that, um, he had a broken finger uh, towards the end of the game. Like, I don't know why he was still in there, like, when the Niners were up so big, and the Rams' comeback chances were pretty much done by then. So, I don't know why Elijah Mitchell was still in the game. Um... So they could have used Jeff Wilson, um, to, like for the entirety of the fourth quarter. So either way, like with Jeff Jeff Wilson being back, regardless of the injury, um, I think he could be seeing less snaps, or be in a committee with him, a timeshare. But either way, 
Um, him being the RB1 in this uh, offense, I don't know. It could not be happening, at least for right now. So just keep, just watch out um, if you don't see Elijah Mitchell uh, that often in, in the running game. And then there's another loser. There is another loser um, in this week. And that loser is me. That is me, Austin. It's me all along. Yes, I am the big loser this week for essentially trying to guarantee, guarantee a Monday Night Massacre against my 49ers. And I apologize for that. Um, I mean, I kind of had every right to. I mean, the 49ers were playing like total shit for pretty much four or five games, especially on defense. You know, they're giving up a lot of plays. The offense was, you know, not playing well. And, um, you know, this Monday Night Massacre, I, you know, initially, like, this is the, this is the game that uh, the offense was going to get exposed. The defense was going to expose in front of a primetime national televised audience. But, yep, it that didn't happen. And, you know, it. I'll, I'll take heat. I'll take, you know, any kind of heat. I'll take any kind of, you know, clown face paint that anyone wants to put on me. Like, any kind of, like ha 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 you were wrong or any kind of that but you know i'm willing to admit i was wrong i was wrong absolutely wrong but you know that's the truth uh full thing about being a actual a truthful 49ers fan not like oh, i'm on the bandwagon or anything so you know I, i'll take the l. i'll take the big fat ass l this week i'm taking it so takeaways from this game um so even though the niners got a big win this week i still don't think i still don't think the 49ers should be thinking playoffs unless you know unless you know they want to sabotage the miami dolphins um of their first round pick of next year and what i mean by sabotage is like um you know they can win out and um you know make the dolphins uh first round draft pick that you know they're essentially handing to them in the april draft and make it as low as it possibly can because obviously if they lose out you know the draft pick for the Dolphins becomes, you know, maybe at least, uh, as we see it right now, I think like, uh, you know, a top, top five or top 10, but you know, maybe (laughs) the Niners, um, are probably thinking playoffs so they can, you know, like get that draft pick lower. So even then, so like, do they really want to make a late run against bad teams only to get trounced by whoever's going to be the cream of the crop, um, in the first round? Like, do we, like, uh, do we Niner fans really want to see that? Um, like, do do we really want to accept that, oh, we made playoffs and that's it? Like, we, we're, we're so much more deserving than that. We, we, like, our goal at the end of each season is to not just make the playoffs, but win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's simple as that. I mean, sure, playoffs is like, okay, it's a building block to the next season. But then, like, you sh- it the goal should always be Super Bowl. So... Do, you, do they really want to get trounced in the first round? Do, do they really want to make a run against really bad teams and then get then get trounced by a Dallas Cowboys or Tampa Bay Bucks in the first round? Really? Like, I'm just saying. So then, my other takeaway is uh, my 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 question my questionability if that's a word. Uh, my question for the defense: Can they keep up? Uh, this momentum from their first actual good game of the season, you know, going forward, they'll be facing bottom of the barrel talent, bottom of the barrel teams 
um, and also struggling, supposed to be contenders the rest of the way, you know, like the, the Jags, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Falcons, the, the, well, everyone except the, like the Titans are actually pretty good. Um, other than that, the Texans and the Rams. So other than the Titans, you know, you're facing like, uh, bad to, eh, uh, teams the rest of the way. So this defense has to prove that, um, this game was no fluke. Um, you know, they can like, they can make the plays that matters most and, you know, they can stop, um, the big plays from happening. And last but not least, uh, you know, remember how last week I said, after this game, you got to start all the rookies, especially Trey Lance. Well, I guess I'm wrong about two. I guess we got to hold off on starting more of the rookies. And I guess the Trey Lance, uh, hype is pretty much, uh, all but done this season, unless Jimmy G gets hurt. So yeah, I guess we have to wait until at the latest week 18 when the Niners are pretty much out of it. Um, but there's at least one rookie that they should be starting. And that is Hula Funga to, <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Hulanga to Funga, that guy, the strong safety rookie. Um, they should start him more often because, uh, that dude looked pretty good on Monday. He can make, uh, some uh, good tackles, good plays. So that dude, uh, if you give him more opportunities, he could be, um, you know, a, a gold mine for the 49ers. So those are my, uh, takeaways though that was my recap of the la rams and 49ers game for monday night um you know a, a blowout game that uh i didn't even uh expect and i'm probably gonna get clowned for like for the next uh week or so and probably even more but yeah let me know how you felt uh you niner fans about this game and probably my bad shit about it <laughs> so now let's move on let's talk about um the 49ers next game in week 11, they have a short turnaround against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 49ers are traveling across the nation to travel to the land of all elite wrestling to take on the Jaguars, the all elite Jaguars. Yeah, they're going to TIAA Bank Field to take on the Jaguars, who have the sexy ass pool. So for the for the Jags, you know, um, they pretty much what everyone has imagined at this point of the season. You know, they are two and seven. Um, this is a team that has not only just sucked, but you know, this is a team that has pretty much hasn't provided their first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, much help. You know, their offensive line sucks. Um, they don't have a receiving game. Uh, Marvin Jones, their uh, their receiver, has pretty much uh, you know dipped um, in the last couple of games. Um, you know, their only good talent is, uh, their running back, James Robinson and their tight end, Dan Arnold. But other than that, Trevor Lawrence, their, uh, the first overall pick from this year's draft, he doesn't have much help, uh, around him. And like I said, the offensive line is pretty bad, um, for the Jaguars. And meanwhile, Urban Meyer, like he, he, you gotta wonder if he's really the guy, if he like, sure. Like he knows Trevor Lawrence well, um, especially when he's coached up against him in in college. But you gotta wonder if he's really the guy to be leading this Jaguars team uh, in this rebuild. Now, defensively, aside from uh, the linebacker Josh Allen, not the quarterback, we already have that you know pseudo Josh Allen game. You know the the Allenception week um, in week nine, the Jag the Jaguars, uh, the Jalen. <laughs> The Jaguars continue to surrender a shit ton of points uh, to the opposition early and often. 
um, and their offense is just not able to play catch up due to the points um, I mentioned. Their most recent loss to Indianapolis um, shouldn't be seen as the Jaguars trying to make things respectable because they tried to make things close. They, they literally almost came back um, in this game. But let's face it, you know, the Colts were pretty much sleeping on the wheel um, for much of this game because Carson Wentz couldn't move the ball um, for like literally almost all of the game um, after the first quarter. And speaking of everything that happened post first quarter, Frank Wright's uh, there, the Colts head coach, he coached conservatively <laughs> after the first quarter. He let Jonathan Taylor pretty much like run the ball down the Jags' throat, and eventually, um, the Jags caught on to that. And even when the Jags did try to come back, um, late in the game, Trevor Lawrence got strip stacked. And you know, I mean, some some people will say that Trevor Lawrence didn't see like uh, the defender trying to strip sack him, or um. Some people will amount to like him not taking care of the football, but it was more so of the offensive line failing to protect him, not giving him enough time to throw that thing. So the the Jags lost that game, and all in all, there, there's a reason why the Jags are two and seven. Like there's no help around Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, sure, he makes some rookie mistakes um, here and like pretty much often, but you know how can Trevor Lawrence, you know, be the guy in Jacksonville? How can he prove his worth when he has no help around him? Now for the 49ers, uh, they still have plenty to prove, despite their uh, big win against the the rival LA Rams. Um, you know, even this, yeah, they won uh, that big Monday nighter, but you know they have to prove that this uh, that this uh, game against the Rams was no fluke. This was no outlier, because like I said, prior to um, that that game uh, against the Rams on Monday night, they've lost four or five, and three of those losses were embarrassments at home to the Seahawks, the Colts, and the Cardinals. And those embarrassments were a result of bad, unmotivated play on both sides of the ball and uh, questionable coaching um, during those losses. And I don't know if they're finally motivated to, to play some football and Kyle Shanahan is finally found a, like a winning formula, but we'll see in this game. So they have to prove that they're... Their performance all around can carry over, not just in this game against the Jaguars, but the rest of the way. They have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NFL, at least on paper, because they're playing uh, some eh teams like the Jags, the Vikings, the Seahawks, in Seattle, mind you, the Bengals, um, the Falcons, and the Texans, and the Rams. The Titans are the only strong team that the, the Niners are facing. The Rams, we don't know how they'll be towards the end. But other than that, these are winnable games for the 49ers. They can't slip they can't slip up and fall into dread trap games. And for mu- as much as I don't want them to make the playoffs, and because if they do, they'll, they'll probably slip in the back door with that um, like secondary that still has to prove them their worth from that Monday night game. And they could possibly be like just trounced in the first round. So to close things out, some key, some keys to victory for this uh, Jaguars team. Uh, they got to establish the running game early with James Robinson. I know it's going to be a tough one uh, for him against a Niners defense that doesn't allow too much uh, uh, running yards or like doesn't allow um, too much uh, aside from the Cardinals game. 
doesn't allow um, running backs like that much to um, run past them. You know, like James Robinson has got to get going early and often for them because, well, he's one of the only two players for the Jaguars to be productive. And the, the offensive line has to protect Trevor Lawrence at all costs because <laughs> Nick Boza and um, that pass rush is going to be breathing down in his throat. Um, so that, that offensive line or that lack thereof has to protect him. And no matter what, like if he's running out of the pocket or staying in the pocket, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to like, like be able to like, like contain himself. So for the offensive line, they have to protect him and they got to get Dan Arnold and Marvin Jones early and often involved. And Marvin Jones has got to have a better game. He, than the ones he had for the last uh, few weeks because he's been disappearing. Uh, he's been a disappearing after the Jags. Like, something has been going wrong. I mean, sure, Jamal Agnew for the Jags, like their receiver, their other receiver, has been having a better connection with Trevor Lawrence as of late. But Marvin Jones has to step up to help out uh, Agnew and Dan Arnold because the Niners are probably going to um, target um, James Robinson, Dan Arnold, and uh, Agnew. On Sunday, now for the 49ers, uh, they gotta attack that very weak offensive line to both sack Trevor Lawrence and you know pressure into pressure him into mistakes because um, by pressuring him by blitzing him, they're gonna force him into mistakes. Trevor Lawrence gets very rattled uh, easily, and he once he gets rattled, he'll make a lot of mistakes. And Jimmy G, he's gotta have another mistake-free uh, game for. The better part of two games, uh, actually three games, he's had um, he's had a pretty like good game. He had some pretty good games, and he didn't um, turn over the football. Um, he's also been pretty like pretty precise, other than like you know the usual high knee capping throws. But you know he's been pretty like pretty careful with the football. He's been pretty careful with it. Um, so Jimmy G has to continue this trend of you know taking care of the football and, you know, playing, um, mistake free games. Um, same thing with the Jags, the offensive line continue, must continue to protect Jimmy Jean. You know, this was this is another good game, uh, against the Rams last week, um, where the 49ers allowed pretty much no sacks on against Jimmy G. So this was like, this was a, another good performance by the offensive line. So they have to continue that trend of not allowing a single sack on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the defense, um, especially the secondary, has to follow up their success from the Rams game and carry that over into Jacksonville um, against the Jaguars. They got to um, match up one-on-one um, with uh, Arnold, Marvin Jones, James Robinson, pretty much almost everyone that's like, eh, on the Jaguars if they want to have success against them. So, like, they can't let the Jaguars... Um, however like they think they how good they are they can't let them run over them and my last key to victory for the 49ers um for this if they want to win this game for the love of god for the love of god they're going to jacksonville they're going to play in this stadium for the love of god especially to george kittle please 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 do not represent all elite wrestling Please don't. Please don't wear any, like, regalia. Please don't make any custom-made cleats on centered around AEW. 
like look what happened to Stefan Diggs last uh last the no, last week or was it two weeks ago whatever. Look what happened to Stefan Diggs when he made some uh, custom made AEW drip. Look what happened. He was a disappearing act, and he rendered Josh Allen and the Bills into an Allenception. They lost the game. So. I know George Kittle loves wrestling. I know some of these players also love wrestling on the 49ers. But for the love of God, please do not fall into the trap of the cucks of suck. Please don't fall into the trap of Kenny Orgia. Please do not fall into that trap of wanting to represent AEW. Please don't. Please don't fall into that kicks and flips and all those spot orgy bullshit. Please don't. We don't need that here. Um... You want to represent a good wrestling company like, like for even how shitty pro wrestling is. Um, but don't represent like the honest to God worst one. <laughs> so those are my uh, keys to victory those, for the 49ers. Like, like from here on out, I mean, these are winnable games. It's just a matter of can they execute? Can they follow up their success um, from the Rams game and carry it over to this rest of season stretch starting with uh, the Jaguars in the land of all elite wrestling. We'll find out on Sunday. But that is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, recap episode for my San Francisco 49ers um, in week 10, heading into week 11. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out the show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, however you can and whenever you can. And make sure you follow the show on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. Very cold in the fridge. Icy yet spicy as a spicy, very cold lasagna. <laughs> until next time, until the next 49ers game, until the next NFL game, peace out.